0: this episode i sit down with david durham to talk about the rocket entrepreneur get ready because you are now listening to tiny leaps big change Welcome to another episode of Tiny Leaps, Big Changes, where I share simple strategies you can use to get more out of your life. My name is Greg Clunas, and in this episode, I sit down with David Durham, the Rocket Entrepreneur himself. The Rocket Entrepreneur is a virtual conference that he is actually in the middle of. Of putting on. I believe the uh, interview that I did with him is airing on that today. So make sure you guys check it out. Uh, David, I I just want to thank you for for sharing some of your time with us today. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, I always like to start uh, my guest with the most interesting question. And uh, I, I got to apologize because a little bit of a behind the scenes, I told David that, you know, I thought the most interesting question was going to be about the Rocket Entrepreneur. But then I remembered, I had this little inkling in the back of my head pop up, uh, You used to do a lot of real estate, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. true. Yeah. So, uh, tell me a little bit about that because you're you're pretty young. You're 23, 22? 21. 21. Damn. Okay. Um, so 21, tell me about your real estate career.
1: Yeah. Uh, great question. Cause that's what really launched everything that I'm doing to this day, business coaching, speaking, and just making the biggest impact possible. I hopped into real estate when I was 19 years old and it was a scary jump because I had worked at a few car dealerships. I was currently an internet manager at Toyota making the most money just that I've ever made at the time and was excited. And I wanted to buy a condo. And so I reached out to my buddy who was in real estate to purchase a condo. I was tired of renting and just putting my money into a bucket. Wanted to invest it into something smarter. So he invited me to go, it was to Keller Williams. I went to the real estate office. He invited me to a team meeting. And in there, I just absolutely loved the energy. In the entrepreneurship side of real estate, (laughs) I was never good with bosses, right? I've never been good with having a boss. And so this opportunity came where, I could go all in in real estate. I had some savings saved up and decided I was gonna do it. So as I jumped into real estate, I had the opportunity to build a six-figure business my first year, which was really exciting. I did a little bit over uh, five million in volume. So I had some mild success with that. So this and is being, at 19? This is at 19.20, yes. Thank god. <laughs> and so they asked me to really go speak and train. And so I went to a few different offices. I'd speak and I'd train. And the, the agents would come up to me and say, wow, that was really inspirational or say, Hey David, that was, you know, that's really useful. I can use that in my business or that really helped. And that feedback lit a fire under me that nothing else ever did with real estate, closing a deal, um, or helping someone buy or sell. And so I knew that I had found my passion and that's what really
0: launched me. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I, I I definitely want to get into all of that. I got to ask the question I know is on every person's mind. Um, how the hell does a 19 year old do five million? Like, <laughs> yeah. What were you doing? Is this like you're posting on Craigslist all day? Were you scan? Like, what were you doing?
1: Yeah. I'll tell you the the mindset side of it and the actionable practical side of it, right? Because here's the thing that I believe is I either got the client because I was young, or I didn't because I was young. And there wasn't much in between. I'm literally going against people that are 15, 20, 30 years older than me, that have 5, 10, 15 years more experience than me, have sold so many more homes than me. And so mentally, that's what kicks so many young real estate agents out of the game, right? They, they feel they can't make it. They feel they're too young. So the mindset side of me, I had to think that, hey, I positioned myself well, right? I found out what were my strengths, what made me different, what made me unique. And I learned And then I, and I, and I always told myself that age is just a number and that I was valuable. So there's a mindset shift to it, which we can get into if you like, but the actual practical side of it that helped me do this is I would make over 800 calls a day, um, over 700, at least I had a a dialer that would call three people at one time. I talked to over a hundred people every single day and I'd set appointments and I was disciplined. I mean, I woke up, I did my miracle morning, I did my script practice and I went in and called for hours. Many times it was three to four hours a day, especially when I'm new in the business. And so when I set all these appointments, I'd get excited in the beginning because it felt like I finally had some success. Only then to realize to go on these appointments the first four months and never take a listing. (laughs) Just fail, 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 and fail. But to answer your question of how did I do it, it really didn't take anything special. It took discipline and it took consistency and it took resilience like being resilient. And that is what led me to building that, that six figure gross business in my first year. Yeah. And I love that because, um,
0: so it sounds to me like, you know, you, you ended up whether purposefully or, or by accident sort of breaking down each of the pieces required to have success in this and then mastering those individual pieces. So, you know, you, you, one of the big areas that any Business or real estate person runs into is lead volume and, and getting those phone calls and, and getting those appointments. And you just hunkered down and did the calls, like made it happen. So you got very good at that. But then you realize, well, I'm good at getting calls, but I can't close anything. So so now you've got to tackle that piece. And and then after that, I'm sure there's a third problem, and then you have to tackle that. And then eventually you get to this place where you know you've you've mastered all of these individual pieces, and and so now
1: you're a 19 year old doing five million. Does that, does that sound accurate? Sounds absolutely accurate. And the That's one thing man. that went along with that, Greg, is it all just happened through massive action, 10 X, right? Grant Cardone and the 10 X rule, it's just massive action. See the, the average agent in, and I don't want to say average, cause I have clients that are killing it right now in real estate that are doing one open house a weekend, but most real estate agents might do four a month. I was doing five a weekend. You know, I'd go out there and do four to five a weekend. So I was really like giving myself the opportunity to get in front of people and to fail and to learn and to grow.
0: That's a, that's a good way to look at it. Just try to ask yourself, no matter what it is you're trying to do, uh, how can I do more than everyone else? Because if you're at least doing that, at the very least, you'll have more failures, which means you'll have more lessons learned. I love that. And I happen to to know that, you know, that, that tenacity with you is, is real because, uh, so on to your current project, the rocket entrepreneur, I was, was fortunate enough and honored to be a guest on it, but you actually had to cold email me like four times before I finally responded. And, and like I just love that, that consistency because so many people would have stopped after one and, just said, Oh, well, you know, no one's interested, so fine, whatever. But, and I'm assuming I wasn't even the worst offender. Like I'm assuming with some of these people that you have that are far busier than I am, it took a lot of work to get them on. Can you tell me a little bit about that? And just, yeah. Who the and for those, are.
1: Absolutely, Greg. And it was such a pleasure to have you on because the value you provided, the authenticity that you gave was just amazing. So for everyone listening, he, Greg's interview is definitely one to check out. So yeah, it, it took a lot of cold emailing. I mean, it took a few, it took a couple months to get the lineup of speakers, just like you mentioned, right? I, I, emailed you like four times. I had reached out to almost 300 different individuals and not only to find out to finally keep reaching out and keep persisting and, and keep getting told no is getting them on the phone. And many times they might not even have a benefit. And the toughest part was halfway through, I had hit over 150 Individuals, And I didn't have a single person willing to speak. And a part of this project, that's what really held me back. That's what really got in my head. Am, am I really going to be able to pull this off? Am I really going to be able to impact thousands of entrepreneurs on this if I can't get one expert? But soon enough, just keeping the right mindset and just persisting, like you said, and being consistent, we have 31 experts.
0: Dang. That's incredible. Let's take a, let's take a step back for those of those of the the people listening. What is your goal with the Rocket Entrepreneur?
1: My goal is to help as many self-employed entrepreneurs make 2018 their best year yet. It's called the Rocket Entrepreneur Blast Pass Plateau and make more money than ever in 2018. And I figured what was the best way than interviewing 30 different experts like yourself as well. And, And to provide strategies, practical advice, personal development pieces that can resonate with these entrepreneurs so they can actually break through in their business. Because I know the feeling of being stuck. You know, I know the feeling of not being as far as you want to or the frustrations that you've been at it for a long time. You're not where you want to be. And so what better to gain a better, fresh perspective from millionaires, leading thought leaders, leading influencers and interview them. And share that, and share that that value of that that wealth of knowledge.
0: And one of the things that I um, truly believe is that mentorship is is an incredibly valuable piece of of the puzzle when trying to navigate whether entrepreneurship or uh, even just life in general. You know, the the ability to do better every single day is benefited from from having mentors. I've personally never had a an in-person mentor, but I've had a ton of mentors from afar. It sounds like this is a good opportunity to get what 34 different people who have unique life experiences, some of which you'll resonate with some of which you won't, that that can help you you move through this process. Can you tell me a little bit about, you know, any mentorship relationships you've had? Absolutely, outside of the rocket entrepreneur. Yeah. And how did that, how did that come about? Because I know one of the big questions is I want a mentor. How do I get one? Um, but then two, was it worth it?
1: Yeah, those are great questions. So I want a mentor. How do I get one? Was it worth it? I do want to say this for everyone listening. What you said about having 30 possible mentors on that is so true. You are going to resonate with at least three to five of them and just imagine they're all giving away free gifts. You have the opportunity where you could actually reach out to them after and say, Hey, I found out about you, which kind of leads me into having my own mentor, right? I consistently believe in having mentors and coaches. You know, I have two mentors right now or one mentor, one coach. But even when I went in my coaching business from six figures to zero figures, I hired two coaches with no income. And that's just because I know the value of it and it shortens that gap to success. And so can you ask me that question one more time?
0: Yeah. I mean, I I just want to know, like, it, it's clear that there's a value to this and and you definitely just, just laid it out. It shortens that gap between where you are now and where you want to be. But if I'm a recent graduate or I've been in the workforce for 10 years now and looking to switch, like, how do I find a mentor? How do I go about it?
1: My advice would be one. I mean, first off, you have to know what you want to mentor in. Are you looking to be an investor? Are you looking to be an entrepreneur? What space are you in figuring out what do you want to be? Is it a coach? Is it in podcasting? Is it network marketing? Wherever, what space you're trying to be in after you get in that space, find out that person that you want your business to look like, right? So find out, what you like about them, someone that resonates with you, their values align with your values, their lifestyle aligns with the lifestyle that you want. Who they are is a person that you want to be because that's how you're going to connect with them. So once you realize who that person is, what you got to start doing is taking massive action. And here's what I mean. When I was in real estate, I had top regional sales individuals that are millionaires that would hop on the phone with me once a week for 15 minutes. One of those guys, I had to get up in the morning and be ready for the call at 6.15 a.m. And I had a couple others that would do the same thing. And the reason why they were willing to do it for me with nothing in it really for them was because they saw me take massive action in the office. I was at the office before anybody. I left after anybody and I was very spirited, right? Like I had this energy. And so they really liked who I was and that I was a massive action taker and they respected that. So once you have that person that you want that lifestyle, you, you have the same values as them. You like the way they run their business. What you need to do is start taking massive action and then just reach out to them. It could be just a message to them saying, Hey, I love everything that you do. Thank you so much for being who you are. Have an awesome day. Send that a couple of times in a few weeks, you know, ask them Hey, what would it take for me to take you to lunch? I know you're busy. I know you've got Like businesses to run, family, your family to take care of, your personal things to do. But sometime you got to eat and what would it take? That right there, that question is what got me mine. My coach, right now, that's what I said. And she was like, let's go. And she told me the reason why she did that is because nobody ever asks. They think they'll get told no. And so they don't even try. So once you do that, now you have this relationship with them. Now you nurture that relationship. But the key in my perspective of getting a mentor is taking massive action to prove to them that you're worth their time. And then this is the, this is the gold nugget. Okay. Once you have gotten a piece of advice from them, once they've given you something, you run with that and you take massive action on it. And then you come back to them and show them your results. Because once they see that you've taken the advice that they've given you and you've executed on it, they're gonna to want to pour themselves into you, and they're gonna get real excited to work with you. That makes perfect sense. Um,
0: so, can you repeat what your question was, just so we we hear it again and, and people remember it later on? Yeah. So the question you ask, you know, what what can I do to make this happen? Like, what? It, what? How do you phrase
1: that? Yeah. So when you when you have that person, you you look at them and their values align with yours, you want that lifestyle, you want that business, you want to emulate them, you reach out and you say, what would it take to take you to coffee? What do I have to do to get you to sit down with lunch? If it's a mentor that's across the country, what would it take to get you on a 15 minute call? I'm willing to do whatever it takes. If they don't answer, that's okay. But that's the question that you want to ask. Got it. That's a, that's a really good way of framing it as well, because it it
0: changes it from like, you know, can I pick your brain or it it changes it from, can I have something from you to what can I give you in exchange for this? And, and that's, that's how the framing, I I think, I think that switch in framing from a psychological standpoint is going to get you more responses than the, you know, can I get five minutes for coffee or can I get, you know, a 10 minute call or whatever it is. And that's just the way you, you, you ask it.
1: Would you say that's accurate or no? That's hundred percent accurate. So that's, and if you go read, go read any books or talk to other people and what you are saying is the number one thing. It's also, what can I do for you? Yeah. Right. So what's worked for me is saying, what would it take? And just keep following up because if you're that persistent, they see value in that they're willing to go in. But when, you, when you're listening, even to listen to influencers like Grant or Gary or all those guys, a lot of times they'll tell you, find out what you can do for them. Go be their janitor. Like, mm-hmm. hey, what? Any, any anything that you that's taking time away from your day that you don't like to do, throw that on me and I'll be here. I'll be that guy. Keep me in mind. I'll take out the trash. Whatever you need me for, I'll do it for free. Got it. So now I want to... Um... I want to push you in a slightly
0: different direction because I've I've had a lot of fun on my last interviews and, and uh, future interviews, playing a little bit of devil's advocate just to see like how this person re- reacts because I I want to hear your honest opinion. Um, your core strength, from my point of view, what I what I'm hearing is, you may not be you know most experienced, you may not be most skilled, you you may be young, but you'll work your ass off. Like that's what it sounds like to me, um, and and correct me if you think that that's incorrect, but that's the vibe I'm getting from everything you're saying. You 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 know made the calls, which is by the way, cold calling sucks. Like I've been there; it is not a fun game. So kudos to you for making that happen. Um, but what I I, I want to hear from you, your your genuine opinion is, what about the person who? Wants to make progress, wants to move forward, wants to get a mentor, wants to start a business, but also wants to balance family life, also wants to balance sleep, also wants to balance their creative pursuits, also, excuse me, note to Jose, remove that and like stitch this together. Also wants to have a life outside of the hustle Like, what would you say to that? Is there any way to have sort
1: of the best of both worlds? Absolutely. And here's why it comes down to what you value. Some influencers and entrepreneurs will tell you, no, you need to put that on hold and you need to hustle, hustle, hustle. My perspective is that balance is going to take you farther than the straight hustle. When you have balanced family life, when you have balanced health, when you have balanced sleep, all that is going to give you more energy and more creativity for your business. See, values in life is what gives us fulfillment. If you value abundance, family, health, sleep, commitment, and anything else, right, we'll run with those. And you're only working on abundance, and you're missing out on your family and your health and your sleep, then you you won't be fulfilled because you're not filling up your buckets of values and what what you live for. So when you're looking to build that business and you want to balance that, that will actually help take you farther and it won't allow you to burn out. And so find a way to make that happen. That makes sense. Because I'll, I'll tell you this. When I was in real estate, if I could go back, I would do things differently. I didn't do that. I gave up, not gave up. I gave up meaning on my family time. I gave up on my friendship time. I gave up on sometimes sleep, my health. I thought I couldn't exercise. I had this limiting belief that I couldn't have it all. I'd have to choose success over health or I'd have to choose health and success over family time. I felt there had to be trade-offs. And that was one of the biggest limiting beliefs that I've broken through. And to this day, I work less creating more of an impact and more of an abundant business. I'm healthier than ever. I'm more fulfilled than ever because I'm living true to my values and I'm the most creative. And on top of that, it comes productivity. I can get four hours of work done and just, and get so much done within that amount of time because of the energy I have, the clarity and focus. But if we overwork ourselves then that goes away.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I'll be honest, I am the biggest, uh, Perpetrator of this, like just last night, I stayed up way too long, and the worst part is that um, I didn't even get anything done because I was I was so drained from the night before of staying up way too long. Um, so here's my my follow up: How do you reconcile? And and I know it's a limiting belief, but what are what are the practical approaches to removing that belief? Because I I know for a fact one of my biggest issues is is overworking and, and being a workaholic. And right now, the stage I'm at in my life of of balancing a full-time job and the podcast and a business and a book and the fifty trillion other things, it's kind of necessary because there's only so many hours in the day, and th- it doesn't make sense to me to to sacrifice opportunities. However, fairly soon i won't be in that scenario anymore and and i want to make sure that when i do walk away and and focus on on my business or or whatever it is full time i'm not just falling into the trap of feeling like i need to be working 25 hours a day so so what are the practical ways of breaking through that mental barrier
1: yeah I want to recognize one thing as I answer that some practical ways to break through that is for example, in your position where it's only it's temporary and it's not forever who said there's a right and a wrong, right? There is no right and wrong. It's a, it's just a choice. And so in your case, I think it's great because now you can just recognize what the trade-off might be, but also realize that it's not forever. It's just for X amount of time and then being able to accept that. And if you can do that and move on, there you go. But in the long, in the long run, I think a lot of people and entrepreneurs especially will do it for five, 10, 15 years. And then they're, where'd my life go? Right. They're not happy. They've got the millions, but what yeah. about the fulfillment?
0: And I'll be honest, that's a big, you know, and so, life. because yeah. I think I'm pretty wired to be a workaholic. Like I grew up with a father that Because of the situation he came from being an immigrant who started on an apple orchard in in the US, like he internalized, I need to work hard and and prove my value and, and that'll create a life for my family, even if I'm not able to be there to enjoy it. And he got his wish, but I don't want that. So my biggest fear is this is temporary right now, but I know that I'm... Pretty wired to make it permanent, even when it shouldn't be anymore.
1: Yeah, yeah. Meaning when you are all in and you have the opportunity, well, you are all in. But meaning just on yeah, on whatever I'll it is that, you, that you're going to be time. doing, like I, I know that I will. Exactly. Yeah, so I think the the practical way to to be transparent with you, from in my opinion, it's it's just it comes down to a choice. So I think really sitting down on pen and paper and going through what you value in life and why you're doing what you're doing and how is it going to play out if you continue to be not you personally, but an entrepreneur to continue to be that workaholic who misses family and health and doesn't stay true to their values. How fulfilled will you be? And I think when you start recognizing that, like, wow, it's like right now, if I think back to all the good times that I've had, it's not with work. Like I think of all the experiences in life. That's why I do what I do. And luckily I'm blessed to do my passion for work, right? But it's, it's the experiences that I've had that I, you know, that I really, I sit with that uplift me. And so I think it's realizing the trade-off that you're making because Greg, I get it. I'm the same way as you I'm wired the exact same way. And sometimes I still end up in that cycle. And so my, one of my 2018 goals is taking off every single weekend, Like for me, that's huge to take off two days a week and it's not happening. Right. Like honestly, uh, you know, this is Friday on Saturday. I've, I've got to work for a couple hours, but my intention is to take that off, spend time with my family, my friends go on little trips and hikes and and live a little bit more. So I get that. And it's, it feels really hardwired in me as well. I do want to bring up a a point. Yeah. May I bring up, it's a, it's, it's a personal development point. We don't have to hop into it too much, but realizing why one is working so hard. When I was in real estate, this is me getting vulnerable. I grew up, had this feeling that I was not enough. Um, I just felt like a disappointment growing up, bullied, moved around from school to school, never really had the friends, could never pull the, like have the girls, you know? And, and so I was just a walking disappointment feeling like I'm not enough. So my desire for success in that workaholic came to prove to people that I was enough look at me i can do this and that fuel is bad fuel for the gas tank it's unhealthy fuel and so sometimes i had to realize that right like wait a minute i'm i'm doing this off the wrong reason and so through personal development work working with my coach as well breaking through that inner inner thought of i'm not enough knowing that i am enough as i am and no success or any of that will ever determine who i am my identity is not connected to those outcomes and so when I made that disconnection, it's a lot easier for me to say, I'm stepping away from work right now to spend time with my family, my friends, because this is what I value in life. That makes perfect sense. And so my point being is that sometimes the workaholic side of things can come from insecurities. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that makes perfect sense to me. And and I mean, I, I completely agree there. And, and, you know, hearing that, that story, I can see within myself the the insecurities growing up that probably led to this not to mention like I said it, it's uh how my dad was and it's something that I want to make clear I'm very proud of him for because he like he moved us here starting at an apple orchard living in a trailer with no heat that thankfully I was sheltered from and um and and rose to a very very comfortable life in in the middle class, so I couldn't be more proud. But I think that pride has has definitely caused me to internalize a lot of the pieces that I think he worked so hard for me not to have to do. Um, so so I, I appreciate that. I do want to make one quick comment. One of the things that I've learned uh, and realized since launching this show, and this is, this is for listeners out there, is that it always the answer is always it's a choice. Like it, one hundred percent always is that there are, are psychological factors and and life factors and societal factors that maybe make that choice difficult, but it always always comes back to you're choosing to continue do X when it doesn't match up with what you want, and so you should switch and start doing Y. That's always what it is. Um I will say that that sometimes sucks and I sometimes wish there was a pill I could take but unfortunately that hasn't been invented yet. Um so so David where can we go to meet these mentors from afar? Where can we go to to jump in and and start learning from some of these experts that you've personally identified as as being worthwhile to listen to?
1: The rocket entrepreneur right? So with the link that's attached to the description, or you can go to the rocket entrepreneur.com and get access to 30 interviews, right? 31 actually experts and learn from the best of the best that are millionaires, influencers, leading thought leaders. And they're giving you everything they've got on how to break through in your business for 2018 break, break past that wall, get over frustration and gives you some amazing perspectives and I know this because I gained so much value out of this series that I know, undoubtedly, everybody else will as well. Perfect.
0: So it's therocketentrepreneur.com. I'll also, of course, have that linked up in the description. And if for some reason you forget, just go to com slash rocket whichever one you want, it all goes to the same place. David, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for uh, this little coaching session that I, I kind of stole from you here. Um, is there some way we can we can connect with you on social or is Rocket Entrepreneur the best way to, to get in touch?
1: Yeah, the Rocket Entrepreneur is the best way because that's going to provide you and all the, all the listeners the most value possible. And if you want to check out my website, David W durham.com that's david w durham dot com. you can send me a message from there as well as all my social media is connected as well perfect
0: thank you so much for your time man i really appreciated this
1: hey greg thank you so much for the opportunity i love this show and love what you do so i appreciate this and thank with- you
0: That said, if you have not already, I don't know why you're still listening to this. Go back to therocketentrepreneur.com. My interview just dropped today, actually. So it's definitely worthwhile to go and check that out. I really left it all on the table and and talked about uh, things with my dad and with my business and with podcasting and this show. And of course, you guys, because you are the reason I am where I am right now. Uh, So check that out, therocketentrepreneur.com. be sure to subscribe to this show if you have not already that's the best way to get new episodes delivered directly to your favorite listening device i've been greg Clunis. he's been david durham thank you so much for listening and remember that all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take every day every day